The first town meeting. While Lena slept, the three town leaders were holding a meeting. They sat at a table in the tower room of the town hall, which looked out over the plaza. Mary's hands were clasped tightly in front of her. Ben scowled, and Wilmer pulled nervously on one ear and looked from Mary to Ben and back to Mary again. They can't stay here, said Mary. There are too many of them. Where would we put them? How would we feed them? Yes, said Wilmer, but where will they go? No one spoke. They had no answers for that question. Outside the settlement of Sparks, the empty lands stretched for miles in all directions. They could go up to Pine Gap, said Wilmer. Maybe. Mary snorted and shook her head. Don't be ridiculous. That's at least two weeks' walk away. How could these feeble people travel that far? How could they carry enough food with them? Where would they even get food unless we emptied our storehouses and gave it to them? Wilmer nodded, knowing that she was right. The people of Sparks knew only of three other settlements, and they'd heard from the roamers that those places were smaller and poorer than Sparks. Their inhabitants wouldn't want any extra mouths to feed either. The three of them gazed out the window and down at the moonlit plaza, filled with sleeping strange people from the city under the earth. Four hundred of them, with no food, no possessions to speak of, and nowhere to go. What I fail to understand, said Ben, is why this particular misfortune happened to us. I don't see why we deserve this, having labored as diligently as we have, and just when we were starting to prosper, at last, after so many years of, well, adversity, is a mild word for it. The others nodded, thinking of the hard years. There had been winters when people shivered in tents and ate chopped up roots and shriveled nuts. There had been years of drought and plagues of tomato worms and devastating crop failures that meant that people had nothing to eat for months but cabbage and potatoes. There had been times when people had to work so hard to stay alive that they sometimes died just from being too tired to go on. No one wanted to go back to those times. So what do we do, said Mary? If they can't stay here and they can't go, what's the right thing to do? The others sat silently. Well, there's the pioneer, said Wilmer as a temporary solution. True, Ben said. A good thought, said Mary, and Wilmer beamed. So what about this? We let them stay in the Pioneer. We'll give them food and water. We do have some extra in the storehouse. In exchange, they work, they help in the fields, they help at the building, they do whatever there is that is needed to be done. As far as I can see, they know nothing. We'll have to teach them. But after a while, they'll grow stronger, and when they know better and how to get along, they can move on, and they can set up their own village somewhere else. We'll have to watch them very carefully if we let them stay, said Ben. They're strange. Who knows what they might do? They seem fairly ordinary to me, said Mary, except for this business about living in a cave. You believed that, said Ben? Mary shrugged. The question is, shall we let them stay or not? How long would we have to keep them? Ask Wilmer, before they're ready to go. I don't know. Maybe six months? Let's see. It's near the end of the flowering now. Mary counted out the months on her fingers. Shining, burning, browning, cooling, falling, chilling. They could stay through the summer and the fall seasons and leave at the end of the chilling. That would mean they would be on their own for the winter, Wilmer pointed out. That's right, said Ben. Or are you suggesting we keep them even longer? We'll be stretching ourselves to keep them that long after all. They fell silent again, considering this. Finally, Mary spoke. 
Shall we let them stay for six months? Then teach them as much as we can? No one really liked this idea. They thought of the food that the refugees would need, which would mean much less for their own people. And the bother of teaching them all the skills they would need to survive on their own? Each one, Mary, Wilmer, and especially Ben, wished the unfortunate cave people would simply vanish. But they weren't going to vanish. And the leaders of Spark knew that they must, for the sake of their own consciousness, do the right thing. They wanted to be wise, good leaders, unlike the leaders of the past, whose terrible mistakes had led to disaster. So they would be open-minded, and they would be generous. With this in mind, the three leaders voted. Mary voted yes, the cave people should stay. Ben voted yes, but reluctantly, and Wilmer voted yes. So it was agreed. They would give them a place to stay, they would help them for six months, and after that, the strangers would have to take care of themselves. Mary, Ben, and Wilmer shook hands on this agreement, but none of them said out loud what they were thinking, that even after six months, the people of Ember would be hard-pressed to start a town. The founders at Sparks had known carpentry and farming, and even so, it took them two years just to build rough shelters and get the rocks out of the fields. They had known how to manage animals and build good soil, but still, their animals sometimes died of disease and of hunger in the many years when the crops failed. They had known to expect harsh weather, wolves, and bandits, and still they suffered losses from all three. The town leaders knew in their hearts that in this vast, empty country, where there were a thousand dangers that the people of Ember did not understand, they would never be able to take care of themselves.